Not today, I told myself. It shouldn't be today. No, not yet. I was confused enough by my totally new Sydney environment, and I felt fear rising inside me. I simply wasn't ready. I was relieved when Kaching made no requests as we were browsing through the four adoption section, where a number of good-looking dogs were on display. None of these was what we'd imagined as a potential new member of our family. They were mostly small dogs, unsuitable to guard our house, and the bigger ones were mixed Australian breeds we'd never seen in Hong Kong. We were prepared to take either a Labrador or a Golden Retriever, but that, today, was not meant to be our luck. Or so I thought. We'd next looked at the cats, many of which were lovely, but Kaching had been promised a dog. After a few minutes, I said, that's it, and was about to suggest going home. It was then that my daughter spotted the strays section and dragged us over to it. This was where dogs found lost or abandoned in the streets were kept, usually for only seven days, since there was not enough room to keep them longer. According to the RSPCA staff, these animals were not supposed to be for adoption, as their backgrounds were unknown, and they might have unforeseeable behavioural problems. This was exactly what I wanted to hear. I was reluctant to follow my daughter, but I told myself, there won't be a dog worth adopting here. There's no harm in just taking a look. Little did I know that one single look would change my life forever. As we walked closer to greet him, I wondered how such a smart-looking dog could be found among the strays. He was still sitting down, but a ray of excitement had rushed into his eyes. And, as our eyes met, something passed from him to me. A passion, a sort of yearning for dependence, perhaps also inexplicable delight. Somehow, my heart was touched, and in that moment, it told me I couldn't escape. The boxer in the very last kennel put his front paws against the fence and barked, scaring a small child who was quickly carried away by his mother. The bull terrier next to us raised his voice, yelling for justice as he glared defiance at anyone passing by. The German shepherd on my left howled in desperation and kept turning around ready to attack. And I heard a weeping sort of sound from the Labrador puppy opposite. She too had expressive, bulging eyes that were begging for mercy. The cattle dog kept moving his head about, shaking his worn-out face and displaying his stained teeth. An old dog who didn't want to give up. And looking back, I caught a glimpse of a golden retriever who was just lying there with his face pressed down on his paws. Motionless. Lost in despair. This was my first visit to an animal pound, and not even in my imagination had I pictured what it would be like. I had simply not been interested. Now these poor creatures were showing me an aspect of life that I had never considered. My mind seemed to be linked to some strange input, and I couldn't just brush aside what was now unfolding in front of me. I looked around and saw the staff taking the dogs for a walk or giving them food, and I observed how decently they handled the animals, even though they were abandoned and might only be able to live for another few days. Without talking to them, I could sense their respect for living things.
The fact that they had chosen to work for the RSPCA itself suggested their special feeling for animals. My mind turned to the concepts of mercy and compassion, something I'd only previously ascribed to humans, never thinking it appropriate between humans and animals. After all, it had been common in Hong Kong for us to see the chicken or fish we'd selected at the market killed in front of us to ensure its freshness. Then I remembered how Kaching, when only a small child, had been troubled for quite a while after she'd been to one of those markets. Although I kept assuring her that this was a very normal Chinese practice. Could one become inured to cruelty? Learn to be indifferent to suffering? But what was required to be compassionate towards animals? Perhaps a love for life itself? Or did it require a bigger heart?